we wish to speak to your commander. Yes, how, how can I help you? There's an army coming from Sudek, and they're literally at the border crossing. Do you have any evidence of this? Is there a church in this village? There is the traditional hexagonal building of the church. A fairly elegant young priestess emerges from some kind of side door in the temple. Uh, I'll hand her the letter. She looks up at the captain and says, This is very urgent. And Marcus just looks downcast and he says, I sent out the garrison two days ago and they haven't returned yet. I had some plan involving stopping up the river. If you had a source of powerful ice magic, there might be a way you could dam the stream. I will raise the sword and plunge it into the waters. The pool seems to be freezing over too. And above it, there is a frozen waterfall going into a frozen hole in the rock. We can probably just let the stream be. This wave of icy energy comes straight towards you, Percy. I will attempt to hold up the frosty sword in front of me and see if I can capture it. You feel your sword starting to vibrate. Percival takes his sword and hits the first guy on the shield. And as his sword strikes the shield, the shield cracks and the fighter is thrown across the room, crashing into someone else and pushing them most of the way to the stack of ruined furniture at the other end. Hey, sniffer! Sniff that wood! The lamp oil catches and it starts burning very hot. No one is getting a morale boost from trapping people in a burning building. Guys, you know, it's warm. From further down the valley, you can hear that strange chanting again. I'm going to pick up my guitar and I'm going to turn to the crew and I'm like, you know what to do. I'm getting into it. I'm hitting that guitar and somehow... Somehow it's louder than it's ever been before. It's the music of people whose hearts will not be quelled. You have a couple of hours, actually, when not much seems to happen, although the chanting down the valley doesn't really let up. So, Tristan, um, and and everyone else that's here, actually, when we did our initial preparations, it was very much with uh, the approaching army in mind. But as we've seen off the first line of heavies, and at some point it's going to get dark and they seem to have quite a lot of scouting units, maybe we should just do something that assists our position with regards to that. I mean, do you, as standard, have lanterns and lights all over this wall, or things that we could set up so that it is lit uh, in case anybody scales that ridge and comes across it, for instance? Nail says, well, we never really thought of it as a uh, big likelihood because, of course, we're always expecting assault to come from the other side. Mm. And honestly, we're as much as a, of a customs post as anything. Most of our lamp oil, I'm afraid, is uh, on fire down there. Yeah. 
along with many of our burnable goods. Obviously, I, I, we've got the uh, we've got the wood you wanted piled up on the end there, and we've got a few torches, but I don't know if it'd be enough to show us them coming in. Hmm. Okay. And Horn says, "You know what? I I could maybe conjure a bit of light, but I couldn't couldn't make a lot. But I could maybe bring a little light out from uh, light magic." Oh, you, but you have magical capabilities. Oh, only the slightest bit. I can feel magic, and I can do the simplest little minor cantrip. Right. Okay. It's barely more than parlor tricks, but I can make a little glow. But you can make light. Okay. Well, that's going to be useful to know. So that's handy for later. Um, oh, how did we do on our um, healing up? I I can heal, Tristan can heal, uh, Gramps, I think, can heal. Well, you've got Auntie who can heal. Auntie, yes. But she is, uh, she's actually down at the bottom of the ladder because she didn't want to be involved in this at all. She's more of a gardener. Right. Than a, than a fighter. But, she, but when it's quiet, she could come back and do, offer a bit of healing. Okay. So, do you need some? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you want to do that yourself? I'll ask her to do it. I only need one point. Okay. In that case, yeah, she she can heal you up. Um, I think Tristan needs two. Yeah, probably. She's a she's got the healing in her to heal everyone back up to full while okay. you wait. Great, that's fine. So Percy, mm-hmm. a crow lands on the battlement beside you. Yeah, it's like okay. car car car. Yeah. Hello, little chap. Car car, Malaika <laughs> car. What? Say say again, Malaika, Malaika. Friend, car. Yes. It also says, uh, Kaleno, car. Kaleno. Assist. Kaleno, assist. Kaleno is the lost goddess. Oh, right, okay. She's one of the seven sisters. So this crow seems to be name checking her. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Sweet. <laughs> um, and, and it says, car, car, eyes, car, can help. Ah. Servants of a, of a Coney gratefully accept your help. There is something going on much further down the valley. Um, there's lots of chanting coming from there. If you could give us some idea of what is actually happening, we would be massively grateful. And the crow just says, Caw! and he just flutters away. Sweet. I'm going to turn to Percy. And you see circle high. Percy, was was he just saying cock? <laughs> cock, cock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. was, was he insulting Assist? us or was he being I don't know Caucasist though <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like saying cause... Caucasus because he was like a crow from the Caucasus <laughs> like a Georgian crow or something who knows about ten minutes later comes back down and flutters up beside you and goes oh, strong magic strong summoning Kirk oh, oh Kirk summoning. ladders Kirk Kirk Ladders? Oh no, Kirk's got the ladders again. Carl. <laughs> Look, Kirk. Carl. Carl. Carl and Kirk, they've summoned. With their ladders. Carl. Carl. They had some decorating done by them once. Wouldn't want to face them. And he like bobs his little head and like looks at you sideways in that crow way. Mm-hmm. And, and then he just kind of gets over and starts investigating other people and like, and he, he's just like being nosy around people really. Um, but it seems quite quite friendly. Ooh, Mr. Crow. And, and the crow comes over. Car? Uh, Tristan Wilde. Uh, yes, that Tristan. Um, <laughs> perhaps you could... <laughs> car? Car? Never could... heard of you. Car? 
Yeah, well, you're a bird. I don't really sing for your species. No, sorry, uh, really we're getting birds. off track. We're, we're getting off track here. I'm more of a one silver kind of guy. Um, if you could scooch down the valley and tell us if we've got help coming, that'd be a pretty good idea. Ah, yeah, that would be a good. It idea. might spoil the surprise, but we would get an idea of you know boost armor roll. Not that we're that unhappy. Maybe take a message for us. Car is help. Car, car. You are you now going to play the stupid card? You. Well, this is the problem with birds. Percy, talk to your friend. Quo, who sent you? Malika, car. Malika. Auntie, who's been uh, going around checking on people, she says, Oh, I think Malika's a hermit who lives down the valley a little. Perhaps this animal is associated with her. Um, Quo, did Malika send you um, having spoken with two travellers? Car? Yes, car. <gasps> That's good. It's good that he said two. <laughs> it would have been a bad sign if it had just been the one. <laughs> it's probably not the travellers we sent, to be fair. Do you not think? Yes. Travellers in danger. Car. Was one of them a little shitbag? <laughs> <laughs> I I will trust your assessment of him. Car says, Car. Unable to give personal evaluation. Car. Yeah, just I, a crow. I'm going to give him a little birdie <laughs> yeah. high five. Put my hand out for his wing. Give him a slow nod. <laughs> oh, what do you want from me? I can already speak English, car. <laughs> yeah, okay. Can check for further help. Car, car. And he just flutters off down the valley. Okay. And he's gone out of sight. So there's some kind of summoning ritual happening, and they're going to attempt to scale the walls. It sounds that way. Hmm. What would be really handy would be if that stream hadn't frozen up. <laughs> um, I wonder if it's worth uh, see if it was dark then I'd be more inclined to do it I wonder if it's worth us taking a little squad on a little run along the end of the ridge uh, down to the end of the ridge and seeing if we can either sort of suck the magic back out of that stream <clears throat> and pond into the sword <laughs> somehow um, or yeah do it or perhaps um, anything, any sort of latent magic that's left in this sword, discharge it even further in there uh, into it to see if we can raise some kind of icy barrier. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, but is that insanity? Because that basically means just trooping along the edge of that ridge where all of their archery uh, units are. Bear says mm-hmm. it. It's quite possible to get along there, but you you would be exposed to their archers for sure. Hmm. I think you'd need to be very fast or very accurate. Hmm. Or immune to arrows and on my own. Um... Oh, she she just kind of uh, makes a sound as though that hadn't really occurred to her. Hmm. However, that is pretty dangerous. If I should drop for some reason, then I'm basically out there isolated, aren't I? Percy? Mm-hmm. You reckon you might be able to get along that wall and be safe from arrows? Um... I was going to say, take boots, uh, not boots, um, take bear, because she's bloody good at what she does. Um, and it was at boots, bear, sniffer. Ugh. At the moment, I'm thinking that I basically toddle along alone. And if anything horrible goes wrong, we have a, a little team ready for extraction out of arrow shot. All right, at the very least, take bear with you then, because she's... Um... Is, is she magically protected from arrows? No, but she's bloody good. Okay. She is good. Remember that you have this move, Tactical Overview. Ah, yeah. When considering the battlefield and analysing reports, roll plus wisdom. Okay. On on a 10 plus, you have a good idea of what your opponent plans next. 
the GM will tell you the next two things they are planning to do. Ooh. On a 7 to 9, the field is a mess and it's hard to judge exactly what is happening. GM will tell you one thing they are planning and one thing they are not planning to do. They will not tell you which is which. Okay. In either case, carry one forward when acting on this information. Do you think we should go for this and try to bugger around with the magic in the lake? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and do you think that I should run it with an extraction team ready, or we should take a small team all the way along and hope for the best? I would say perhaps you and two others, at the very least you and one other, um, that knows the land better than we do. Yeah, then that's a good call. And then can keep keep an eye out so you can concentrate on the task at hand. I would say you and one of your team, one of my team, I'm going to put boots in, take a heavy, take a scout, and you... And There's no point in taking heavies. Well, you say that, but we don't know that. So take a bit of muscle, take someone that's quick on their feet, and at the first sign of danger, just bug out. You, it's good to have a shield. I'd much rather have. We're running along the top of um, running along the top of a, a ridge. I would much rather have two fast archers with me. Yeah, but if you get there and start your magic, and it's going to take some time, it's nice to have a shield to protect you from arrows. I suppose you've got your own shield, but you want to be concentrating and have hands free. But I'm also magically protected from arrows so i don't really are you yeah screw that then yeah i didn't know that go for it yeah you don't need the shield anymore then i concede yeah just you and bear then that 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 was my point do do i go and leave an extraction team in in case something goes wrong because arrows aren't really a very big deal to me but would be to anyone else or do we take a couple of scouts as guides um and hope that they don't get shot i say just you and bear you and Bear, she knows what she's doing. She's quick okay, on her feet. We'll go for that. Next question. Um, what do we attempt to do? Do we attempt to discharge the remaining magic within my sword into the lake in the hope that it will do something cool, like raise an ice wall or start to move Ooh. the ground beneath where the army is at the moment? Um, Interesting. Or do we attempt to extract the magic from the lake so that we can store it up to use it to, I don't know, cut down chunks of the wall in a last-ditch defence? Uh, whilst everybody's pegging it down the ladder or something like that. I'm going to say suck the magic because it's going to make the... It's still going to make it impossible. Suck or blow. Well, it's a tricky one. We can't be sure that it's going to... Oh, do you know what? I think that... What what do we think they're going to do next? They probably... Well, they're talking about ladders, but the only weak point on that, or the weakest point on the wall is the portcullis, so they might start working on that. Now, if we've supercharged the swords so that we can knock some of the battlements out from the top onto things that are working on that portcullis, that would be really handy. And we don't currently have a response for that. Uh, we've still got five bodies, and while it doesn't didn't work last time, I don't think anyone working on the portcullis is going to want their friends' blood and guts falling on them, so at the very least it will distract them and we'll drop hot oil on them. Let, we'll, have we got any more oil left? And- we haven't got any. I don't think we've got, we've got any hot oil, have we? Uh, you've got some very hot oil just down in the garrison house there. Yeah. <laughs> Have we got any non-lit oil? Screw it. I say just go and see what whacking your sword in the ground does again and take it from there. I don't know the sort of control you have over this magical ability. Well, I have absolutely no idea. So I'm guessing we might get there and just kind of bob the sword into the lake under a hail of arrow fire and nothing happens at all. Let's have a quick look whether there's anything I can... I wonder if I can commune with my deity to... There must be something... Well, you do have tactical overview as an option, the battlefield move, which will give you an idea of what they're minded to do. Okay, yeah, let's let's have a look at that first. We'll um, stand up on the wall and, and have a look at that. So, so give us a roll plus wisdom. That is an eight, a nine. Nine. 
Very good. Um, so on a nine, the field is a mess. It's hard to judge what exactly is happening. GM will tell you one thing they are planning and one thing they're not planning. Okay. Uh, they will not tell you which is which, but you will carry one forward when acting on this information. What do you mean, carry one forward? When you act on this information and you make a move, you're at plus one on your next roll. Okay. okay. You can see the way they're arranging their heavies, and there's another fairly heavy troop with a triangle motif who seem to be gathering. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you think they're going to make an attempt on the portcullis and to get through and be able to maybe take the wall from behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other thing is that the group with the kind of branch insignia, mm. you notice further down the valley, although you can see some of them near the lake at the bottom of the waterfall, further down the valley, there's another lot of them and they seem to be constructing they might be constructing some ladders so there might be some attempt to use those coming up Hmm. pretty obvious um so the ridge that we would be traveling along that is roughly the same height as the wall yeah yes there's no extra ledge or anything like that no so any ladders could be used on that ridge or on the wall they could indeed okay so when you say these triangle guys are constructing do you say they're constructing siege equipment or they're just getting ready for to do it looked like they might be getting ready to maybe try and take some kind of ram to the portcullis okay it's a little hard to make out what they're doing I'm, you're looking at things that are very far away yeah so it is a little unclear but at a guess that you can see people moving wood and moving equipment and tools around and that seems like they might be working on some kind of RAM assembly. Okay. Um, I'm inclined to think that at the moment we have nothing up our sleeves to deal with siege equipment hitting the portcullis. So we might as well see if we can supercharge the sword into allowing us to kick chunks out of our wall onto anything that's happening underneath. Okay. Mm-hmm. Although, what, what do you think, Tristan? I mean, it's a tough one. I'm making make, making some big assumptions here about what we can actually do and affect on that uh, on that lake. I mean, that that portcullis is. We might be able to do nothing. Haven't we smashed the hut? Isn't it full of rocks and stuff anyway? The, the hut is, but if they go through the portcullis, is the portcullis gap between the gates open? Yeah, we, we, we filled it up with some stuff, um, but there is nothing that sixteen or so of us is going to be able to do that a thousand or so of them can undo uh, in no time at all. So either the portcullis itself holds whilst we try to trash them from above, um, or it doesn't, and then there's there's enough time maybe for for people to to escape who want to escape. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I appreciate that's not much of a (laughs) contribution, but I I don't know either way. I'm in two minds. Well, I suppose let's hope that in... If we can... um, if we can suck out that magic somehow, <laughs> <laughs> um, then it may mean that the ground gets a bit boggier again. So that would have a secondary advantage. <laughs> to be honest, though, if we if we smash them down and we stop them getting through, they're just going to send more men to do it again. But I guess it's extra time. So, yeah, just try and suck out as much magic as you can, if it even works. Okay, well, yeah, we'll go for that. We'll go for that. If I was them, I would put the ladders against the wall, uh, the cliff face, and move my entire army onto this ledge. And then run yep. them down and take us that way with ease. I wouldn't even bother with the portcullis. True. Well, come up with a plan to to choke them off at, at the bottom somehow then. I don't know how that would work. Okay. Whilst I go and do this. Okay, so Percy, why don't you describe me mm-hmm. 
what it looks like as you go along this ledge. Um, right, okay, so myself and Beer are going to jump from the wall uh, onto the ledge, and then the little bit of uh, constrained wall that we've dismantled here just kind of hop over that. Uh, survey the ridge as it's progressing out towards the east, which looks as if it's basically got a little bit of vegetation along the, the top, but we can yep. probably hug the cliff face quite tightly, um, and I'll attempt to provide some cover to, to Beer, should she want it. Um, which, which she appreciates that. Yeah, with my shield and, and me as we head along. In, in fact, on the first bit, she kind of appreciates just you blocking the heat, because yeah. the uh, <laughs> garrison house is really burning hot now. Okay. And cool. as you get past the garrison house, you see the cabbages are all wilted and brown, and it looks like that crop's not going to be much good at all. Oh, that's a real shame. Hold on, did you just see the cabbages are ruined? Yeah, yeah, the heat oh, from the... Uh... fuck, I knew it! I literally said to you, Percy, pick the frickin' cabbages! Oh. I, th- I, I thought you had made said that absolute... you were picking the cabbages. You've made a joke of me, of you, of Boots. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that... Boots well, is like, I can't believe the cabbages are gone. Yeah, I like to think that the rest of our team kind of look at each other and are like, how are these the people that are in charge of us? <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'll say to say to Bear, okay, uh, you're, you've got a pretty good eye, so if you can perhaps make the decision on when it's going to be best to start our advance, I mean, hopefully we, it'd be nice to be able to do it a little bit more stealthily to hold off on any any arrow fire until uh, until we're really not going to avoid it at all. She watches and she says, all right, let's see what we can do. Give me this fight danger on wisdom to read okay read that army so you you have a fair idea you you kind of watch the patrols moving and you watch what's going on mm-hmm. and you wait until most of their archers are actually having some kind of conference before you set off okay and you manage to get a fair way down towards the lake before arrows start coming in and at that point, Bear pretty much just, she lies down. She's like, you're going to have to take this last bit yourself. But if I, if you get in trouble, we'll get you out of it. Thank you. Very noble. And she hands you the end of a rope. And she's like, if you've got this, at least I've got a chance of hauling you back. Good thinking. Okay. Right. In that case, I, again, will sort of hug into the cliff and just dash along uh, to the end. Right. And the arrows start coming in now because... It's pretty hard not to be seen on the narrow part yeah. of the shelf. I will, if I get any opportunity, uh, when I yep. get probably a little bit further along, um, I'll take a, another moment or so to try and um, survey what's going on on the field from a little further up. Okay, great. What you see is that there are definitely ladders under construction. And also you can see some of the grey-clad Sunder mercenaries Mm-hmm. who are just watching you with considerable interest. And they seem to be really trying to get a handle on who you are and what you're up to. Mm. So, you're getting up to the river now. What do you do? Um, I will run up to the side of the river and then I will drop down onto one knee and yep. commune quietly whilst being peppered with arrows um, <laughs> to a coney um, and just say... Uh, Goddess, I am your servant. I hold in my hands a, a weapon of power, and I pray to you that you show me the wisdom to use it as best I possibly can, either to empower it 
uh, or to discharge any power remaining within it uh, so that we might overcome this army and give our church a fighting chance. I put my hands in your wisdom, my goddess, and thrust it into the water and just concentrate really just on my own sort of faith. So it drives into the ice and you feel the harmony of it. You feel the way it talks to the ice that it already knows. Mm -hmm. And that vibration you felt for a moment grows incredibly intense. Okay. And then you feel it go dead. Like you feel it imparted down the sword and you see a blue glow disappear down the sword blade into the ice and then spread through the ice. And the ice clarifies. It becomes like pure crystal. And you see it vanish into the little tunnel into the tunnel that the water comes out of. And you can see further into the tunnel because it's like glass now. Hmm. And you can see this blue light disappearing through it. And the sword feels cold and very still in your hand. And it feels as if that vibration is gone. So I want you to think for a moment Mm -hmm. about ice. Mm -hmm. Tell me an effect that ice has on mountain terrain. Freeze-thaw weathering? Yes. And how does that work? Well... Basically, it's, it's a good job I've done a geography degree. <laughs> um, this, this is our Rethian imperative here. <laughs> um, so I, I would imagine that if that's what's going on, what would be happening is that the water, um, aided initially by a freezing over, um, perhaps uh, of the entrance to some kind of underground tube or, uh, or stream, um, the water would be backing up um, through some kind of vein into the mountain and then as it freezes it's going to expand uh, and exert an awful lot of pressure on the, the terrain around it um, the mountainside is starting to shake um, I will stand up no. face the army and shout this one's for Banbury Lutes and flip on the bird <laughs> and then just peg it, it back to beer as fast as I can give me a defy danger and this is going to have to be on decks because you've got to be fast <laughs> Uh-oh. Eight. You are sufficiently fast. Ah, <laughs> sufficiently. The best with it. <laughs> to get clear of the river itself as the side of the mountain begins to burst asunder. Root. Further down, you can see a second group of the needled branch unit mm-hmm. with ladders, and they're running fast towards where you are. Okay. And you're getting faster and they these guys they're light skirmishers they're fast movers Hmm. and they get close and then you just hear this unbelievable noise like thunder tristan Mm. you see percy turn to the army i'm maintaining the bird through this entire run by the way (laughs) (laughs) he has uh (laughs) he got to the river he knelt down and then you heard this rumbling and you saw him turn, hold up his middle finger and start running back. Okay. And a moment later, there is this unbelievable thunderous sound and the whole side of the mountain starts to collapse. Yes. A massive landslide of rock and water. And you see Percy running and you see Percy just staying ahead of the edge of this collapse. You see the side of the mountain slide down. You better play me a pretty badass theme tune I'll as I'm making this run, by the way. And now it, it goes into slow motion, and you just see the needle branch running in with their ladders behind him, and then they're gone under a tide of rocks and water. You see the scouts, gone. You see the frozen fall, gone. 
the Thunder mercenaries are running back as far as as fast as they can. The other units are running forward to try and stay out the way. Oh, big mistake, fuckers. But they can't get everyone out in time. And Percy is running in slow motion away from this collapsing wall. <laughs> and he's just <laughs> not quite fast enough. <gasps> and you just see the wall overcome him. Oh, what? And you see him swept off the side. And then everything is thunder and noise. Marcus just looks downcast and he says, I sent out the garrison two days ago and they haven't returned yet. And then he says, oh no, wait. (laughs) Those fellows came in, didn't they? The Greenwood Rangers. They're being redeployed because of all this border stuff. I think they'll be perhaps perfect for this job. They sound good. They sound good. Uh, Yeah, Banbury would have heard of them because they are... Uh, they tend to work around the edge of the Greenwood, where he grew up. Banbury is tragically off wiping up. So, <laughs> so yeah, if he was here, he he would totally recognise the name. I know that they're a fairly well-reputed uh, unit, and uh, very good, a lot of good archers, very good at getting around the place quickly and quietly. They're probably ideal for this job. And so, the priestess... I <laughs> don't you pronounce that. <laughs> it's an obscure name. <laughs> it's in a special dialect. It's the speech of the woodmarch. <laughs> the priestess and the guard captain sort of agree, and she shows him the letter from Percy. Um, and he he kind of glo- glances over it, then looks at the end and goes, "Oh, a cleft, eh? Hmm, cleft." And clearly it's a uh, it's a name that means something to him. Dirty bugger. Uh, <laughs> I've explored a cleft before. <laughs> You've been enveloped by the cleft. One of my uh, stupid drunken sayings. Yeah. And you have safely got yeah! the message to the people who need it. Woo-hoo! We handed over a letter. Man, we are epic heroes. Okay, uh, can we get some sandwiches now? Percy, mm-hmm. you feel the ground move, you feel the thunder of the mountainside collapsing, and a moment later, as you run, everything is suddenly darkness, and you feel yourself tumbling and rolling, and then you feel a really strong pull on your belt where the rope is tied Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I was just like fuck what are we going to do now <laughs> like this nice. is going to be awkward and Tristan you see Bear stand up and haul this rope and Percy comes dragging out of the mud and he is battered and bruised <laughs> and you see him coughing <laughs> Jesus and he pulls up onto the ledge beside Bear and he looks back at what he has wrought and most of the army is gone. Yes, a watcher. Just really weakly raise my hand for a high five. <laughs> <laughs> Bear gives you a massive high five. <laughs> 
My squad are freaking themselves. My squad are like cheering themselves hoarse right now. They're just like, oh my God. The terrain is significantly adjusted. Now there is a morass all across the bottom of the valley. It's a jumble of rocks and mud and stone that you pretty much are going to be very hard pressed to get anyone through or over. You can see the survivors of the army starting to fall back and regroup further down the valley. Some of them are searching through the ru- through the rubble, trying to pull out any survivors. And a few of the scouts are staying to keep an eye on what you're up to. But for the time being, the army seems to be backing off and they have taken serious, serious damage. Sweet! But there are still a lot of troops down there, still hundreds, and the mist further down is coalescing. Uh, okay. But you have won yourselves a significant victory. Yes. Nice. nice. Good lad. Well, that I... went a lot better than expected. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good job you stabbed your sword into the lake at the start. Yeah. That <laughs> magic would never have had time to work otherwise. Hmm. Good. The rest of the day passes quietly and it's evening and everyone has kind of relaxed a little. Well, you know, you're on alert, but the army has been fairly quiet. They've been trying to retrieve their wounded. Has the crow come back at all yet? The crow has not. But you did send it quite a long way, even as the crow flies. (laughs) Fair play. And as night begins to fall, the mist that had formed in the distance and the distant chanting, which didn't stop even with the collapse. Hmm. The mist has spread through the valley. It's very hard to see what's going on, but the chant ends Hmm. and it comes with the night. Oh, Oh. now I'm no Uh, expert, but I imagine that if, if a group of magic users spend an entire day (laughs) casting some kind of summoning spell, then it's not going to be good for us when it ends at nightfall. Well, the mist presents a blank face and you can just see the troops beyond the edge of it as kind of grey shadows. And then the troops are moving aside and there's no real chatter from the army. It seems strangely quiet. Mm. And you hear the creak of fresh snow and the groan of frozen lake. And a new grey shadow coalesces out of the mist above the ranks of soldiers that part to allow it to pass. As it emerges... The crudeness becomes more obvious, a half-formed sculpture of pale blue-white ice. Its head and limbs are clearly defined but featureless. Its face is no more than a rounded block. Its right hand is a massive spherical club, Mm-mm. and its left has long icicle fingers that glitter th- with threads of azure. Strands of fog cling lovingly to its contours before dissipating in the clear air. It stands perhaps 25 feet tall, the top of the wall no higher than its chest, and it passes towards you in eerie quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Ah, well. I'm pretty sure you said the top of the wall is at its chest height there. Yes. Okay. okay. That, that was the description. That's awkward. Yeah, I think we're all just kind of in stunned silence. Um, right, okay, we're going to have to quick think quickly then. Um, this thing, we're probably... I'm just going to assume we're not going to take it 
take it down, take it down. We're not going to be able to destroy it. Um, that's way more powerful magic than... That's a big assumption. It is a big assumption, but... You that's... have defeated most of an army. You are unbelievably <laughs> tough. Uh, what I'm thinking, though, is perhaps if it's, if it's chest height is the... Flaming arrows. Yeah. Well, if it's chest height is the, the top of the wall, then what we could do with, really, is trying to tangle its feet and legs so that we just immobilise it, maybe. Yeah. Um, that might be an advantage we have. Um, how, is the army sort of all following this up? We're loosing firing arrows at this thing as it advances. Okay, great. Uh, so give me a loose roll. Nine. Okay, good. So, on a nine, you can choose two. Cause damage, affect enemy morale, or prevent enemy from advancing, or drive them back. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Wait, or push it back. That depends on the fiction. In the case of this creature, you are going to slow its advance. Yeah, we're going to slow its advance. So, it's just striding into a hail of arrows. Uh, Yeah, we are not stopping. We are just... Is, Is the army moving with it, or is it on its own? It is currently on its own but you can see the heavy troops that remain starting to form behind it just how close are they to it as in how long would it take them to close on to it if it was still they they are kind of staying back somewhat to watch its action so it will take them a while to um, reach it Slow it with arrows. Um, uh, we'll get the ladder from the other side, drop it down, take a team of heavies to try and tangle it. Okay. That's <laughs> Unless you've got anything better. Just keep peppering it with arrows. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you, you do that then. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. I'll uh, send somebody to get the the ladder from the, uh, the back side of the wall and transfer that to the front side so we can all slide down um, and... Meanwhile, get the rest of the team to root around for uh, ropes and anything we can use to entangle the the creature. And then we're going to engage it with the intention of just basically running ropes around it and anything else that we've assembled to entangle it so that it trips and falls on the floor. and Drag it towards the fire. We're not dragging it. We're not dragging it anywhere. We're, well, we're going to make it no, fall on the floor point. and then you can try and kill it with fire arrows over the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> But we're going to have to be really careful because if the the rest of the army comes up to engage, then we've basically lost that. So we've we've probably got like a small amount of time to try and entangle it. Um, and if we lose, then we're just going to have to deal with getting the wall smashed up. Okay, good. And our faces. Are we all on full morale at this point? Yeah. You are currently on full morale. Okay, fine. Which is lucky because if you weren't, this would probably have broken your troops already. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, magic side of things has always been a bit perplexing. So, who are you taking? Everyone? Everyone from the heavy unit is going down um, with ropes and any sort of grappling and climbing equipment that we can use to sort of pierce into this thing's legs um, and then sort of stake that, those ropes into the, the ground. There's no way that we're actually going to be able to physically pull those ropes together, um, but we might be able to... It, is, is it moving slowly and sort of slumbering forward? It's or is it fairly slow but steady movement right okay so but it's slightly being it has been slowed down by the sheer number of arrows striking it yeah i mean seven arrows a time is gonna slow anything down well well, it's enough to irritate it certainly and slightly to distract it from its advance so it's more that so as they go down how just before i do that can i 
Is there anything like a, that tax overview or anything like that I can do to see whether this has any hope in hell of working? Or are we just clearly just running to our deaths because nothing is going to particularly stop that uh, along the lines that I'm thinking? I will put it this way. To take it into the meta game for a moment, mm-hmm. this isn't a puzzle which I have a specific answer in mind for. Mm. So whatever happens, it's going to be freaking tough. Yeah. However, being a pl- fan of the players is part of my agenda as a GM. So if you think of awesome things to do, I'm all in favour of them at least having a good chance of working. Yeah. So this plan, certainly there's nothing about it which makes you think that wouldn't work. Okay. And so practically, it might work. Okay, let's do it. So as everyone oh. goes down the... By the ladder- way, um, sorry, Tristan... Um- Mm. cover that ladder that's the only way that we've got out (laughs) to let it get destroyed and if this thing looks as if it's getting close enough to the ladder to wreck it then we're going to be straight back up it because otherwise we're basically stuffed plan as angry heads down the ladder she just says gives a little salute to the archers on the wall and so does gramps and joker and pup who looks really young now and young jail gulch and his very dapper outfit, and finally nails heads down, and they join Percival on the field below. And, uh, Percy, what do you do? Pick up a rope, ideally with a grapple on it, start swinging it, and just schlock it in its leg. Signal to the others to fan out and start just wrapping it up. Okay, great. This sounds like you're probably going to use, uh, you're going to need a dexterity move here, I think. Um, I will use that plus one forward that we had in the bank. Nice. Okay, yes. So, you get your rope around its leg, and then it swings forward, and the rope has looped right around it, so your grapple is actually swinging slightly free. Mm-hmm. As it swings past, Nails manages to grab the other end, so you have someone in each end of this rope. Mm-hmm. Um, but the giant just kind of steps forward, and Nails is swung off his feet, and just bouncing along the ground and he looks pretty uncomfortable okay signal to pup to go and back him up okay and so pup heads over to grab onto him, control him and he manages to get a handle on him and now it's really you who's coming around and but the rest of the team are trying to cast another rope around its legs so do you want to uh roll a uh roll me 2d6 to see how that works out not well. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> so this time they get the rope thrown and it kind of hooks on a bit, but it, they just can't get the other end. And Joker dives in to get it. And the thing just runs him through with those razor sharp icicles on its hand. And it just picks him up and it swings its arm and throws him across. And he goes flying across the battlefield. Uh, piss. What are you going to do? Um, I'm. I'll have a quick glance at him. I'm. I'm guessing there's no movement, so I no, will. No, he he looks. Yeah, dead as anyone you've seen. I will go back and take his place. Um, pick up the line myself and throw it on in. Okay, great. Give me another dex roll. Have we got everyone in? So have we got everyone in the team working on? Everyone this? in the team is either hanging on to a rope or trying to get a rope around him. If you okay. have any orders for anyone else, uh, feel free to give them. At the moment, we're just trying to get ropes in, aren't we? So the one yeah. that's already in, um, yeah. that team, I want one of them to start just staking it into the ground 
um, as best they can. Okay, great. Take a bit of pressure off uh, what they're trying to manhandle. Okay. This is Dex again to throw it into the... Is it? Is definitely Dex, not Strength? Yes, this, this is definitely a Dex Because I can't really miss, surely. Yeah, okay, so... So we we could work this as strength. So it it is actually quite easy to miss throwing a rope. I have experience. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> um, but what I'll say is that um, if you want to do it through strength, mm. then maybe you're just going to hold it and go ploughing between its legs and just literally run through. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I will literally just stake it into its leg with a spear or whatever. Yeah, brilliant. Even better. So roll plus strength, and let's see that happen. Boom. Yes, you put you put a spear through its knee. Sweet. As you do, it goes for you with its go-to weapon, which mm-hmm. is those sharp blades of ice, and they are sharp blades, and they do not harm you. Ooh. <laughs> um, Thank you. And then you've ducked past it, and the rope is on. Cool. So we've got two ropes on now. On the other end of it, Gramps is desperately trying to hammer the stake into the floor, but it's still kind of half dragging angry who has the other end of, who is helping him with that end of the rope okay uh, but it's slowed down definitely sweet i'll let two each of my team try to hammer stakes in yep um and let's see how many have i got i've got six because one's dead yeah two each so four we're hammering stakes and uh, me and some other um give me the name of another one um what are you doing uh basically we're going to go up and start actually hack and slashing um, hacking away at its knees, come support, whatever, so that it's it's weaker there, and we might stand a better chance of destabilising it. Okay, the person for that is angry. Okay, me and angry will go work on the work his left knee. <laughs> <laughs> so you dive in. Give me a hack and slash. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's the hammer that comes down. Ouch. So roll yourself one d ten plus five. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> can't take many of them. Take fourteen damage. Jeez. Oh. And and you are thrown backwards most of the way to the wall. Okay. Tristan, they've got its legs, but Percy has just taken a massive hit. What are you going to do? Keep firing. Okay. Give give me a loose roll. We're going to aim for the legs as well. Where the people are. Oh, doesn't really matter. <laughs> that is the worst. Well, could... I'm going to... I'll just put the XP on my sheet at least. I'm sure you'll have time to use it. Yeah. Oh, I'll get XP for that. As you take your shot, it oh. just pulls the ropes that were staked down out of the floor and Ew. starts striding forward. Oh, Jesus. And it's not being held now. Um, uh, where's the rest of the army at this point? Are they just kind of watching? They're just watching. This is like the greatest thing ever. You've been a complete thorn in the side, their side, and now you're being uh, demolished by their priest summoning. Hmm. Uh, so it's a good day to be them. They can just watch <laughs> this, and whatever happens, it's good for them. Okay. Percy, it's getting close to the wall now. What do you do? Uh, to be honest, I'm going to heal myself. Okay. One more hit like that, and I'm dead. So. Roll it. Hope this works. It does. Yes, it does. Healing is a D8. Roll high, roll high, roll high. It's okay. Oh, my oh, God. Nice Quinn's one, about to... <laughs> Quinn's about to do his roll. He hasn't rolled yet. <laughs> I see I see Gwyn rolling one for his amount of healing. <laughs> While you're doing that, your team are making one last ditch effort, mm. basically trying to the two ropes together 
Yep. Um, so why don't you give me a... This is probably a light move, so why don't you give me a 2d6 roll and we'll see if they succeed. I reckon after this, we are basically going to be going back up the ladder if we can get to the ladder. Yep. Uh, they are not successful. <laughs> they make a really game effort, but it's just so strong. Mm-hmm. It just kind of walks on through them and it just treads on nails. <gasps> and just crushes him. What? Under this Quinn. enormous weight. Mm. And everyone else just starts, they don't even need the order, they just start running for the ladder.